Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire? Bam! It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, June 26th. Folks, I got to be honest, this was one of those rare weekends where I had no kids' sports to shuttle them around to. So I got to play a lot of hoops on Saturday, two straight hours of basketball, followed, of course, by the league game on Sunday. Um, Didn't have to shuttle the kids to any sports and also did not have to be wedded to a television to watch NBA playoffs, Uh, obviously no NFL. It was like, it was kind of a heavenly weekend. I did, I was not, no, had no obligations whatsoever. So I took a bike ride on the beach with my kids. Uh, I did watch USA Jamaica soccer. I have some deep thoughts on that, but uh, it's a, opening game of uh, pool play at the Gold Cup. So uh, I'm not going to go deep. Not a great showing from the U.S., although they did not have all their stars. Wouldn't you know it that the biggest sports story of the weekend came from someone who didn't make the NBA Finals, is not a free agent, um, and, and there was like no news that it was backed by. Essentially, Kevin Durant, Mr. Rabbit Ears, saw that a bunch of guys had opened something called Twitter Spaces. And, you know, a lot of NBA nerdy dudes who think they know the league went on this Twitter Spaces thing and had a topic called Kevin Durant is not a top five player in the league. And I guess Kevin Durant saw that because, you know, Kevin Durant, as I've said many times, does not have a family. Okay, Kevin Durant is not married. He does not have any kids. I don't even know if he has an animal, like a pet, a dog, a cat. He's got no obligations. So Kevin Durant's jet-setting around the country, doing his thing, having fun. And he's like, oh, guys are talking trash about me on Twitter saying I'm not a top-five player. So what does Kevin Durant do? 
Kevin Durant jumps into, yes, this is a real thing, jumped into Twitter spaces and went off on these guys. I tried to write down some of his comments. Um, so he essentially says one th uh, that, that, that the dumb way to look at things is team success. He actually said, like, how are you judging players on team success? Like, like that doesn't matter. I mean, Kevin Durant essentially wants to build his argument on, are you good or not? Well, this is a newsflash for Kevin Durant. If you're in the NBA, right? NBA has 30 teams. Rosters are tiny. Fewer than 500 players make the league. 500 players globally have made the NBA. Currently. 500. Maybe less. Are you good or not? If you're in the NBA, you're good at basketball. I mean, that's just the reality. You're good at basketball. So if you're in the NBA, you're good, Kevin Durant. Check. What's next? And that's where he gets all... Like vague about everything. It's like, well, I'm Kevin Durant. I've played at a high level. I've won titles. I've won MVPs. I've won finals MVPs. I know what's good and I know what doesn't. And this is, Durant continues to lose me. And it's kind of a bummer because, you know, last week it was, well, you know who's influential that nobody talks about, Russ and Harden and Kyrie. They're they're influential. They, they, they changed the game. And now he's saying, you know, He's definitely a top five player in the league right now. Well, let me first shoot that down. And Rob, I'm sure you'll push back on this. But when I look at top five players in the league right now, I think we before I just list the guy's names, what are the criteria? Obviously, you've got to be great right now. I don't care what you did three years ago. It is irrelevant. It's not. To right now, are you a top five player in the league? So, for instance, let's go with Joel Embiid. He was the MVP of the league last year. He was very... Very, uh, very good last season. I don't have him in my top five. Now, does that mean I don't think individually he's one of the five best? Correct. Would I have him on my team above the guys I do have in the top five? No. Is Joel Embiid an awesome basketball player? Hell yeah. But he's not a top five player for me right now. Just because MVP criteria is one thing, that doesn't make them a top five player. Um, uh, let's be real, guys. We saw Joel Embiid stink up the joint in game six at home. And in Game 7, on the road in Boston, in a playoff series, and they lose. Does a top five player do that? I don't know. I, you know, one of the guys in my top five is Steph Curry. And people say, oh, he's not the guy he used to be. Okay. But Game 7, on the road in Sacramento, who dropped 50? Steph Curry. It was the first 50-point Game 7 in the history of basketball. 50. He's in my top five. That's clutch. Now, a guy I'm sure will be controversial is Jason Tatum, also in my top five. And I know Rob G. I'm sure he's rolling his eyes already. But Rob, Jason Tatum had, I believe, 51 in Game 7 at home. Jason Tatum is an awesome basketball player. Did he struggle against the Heat at times? Certainly. But when it mattered most, Game 7, elimination game, Tatum showed up. Now, I know Cowherd's not the biggest Jason Tatum guy, and that's fine. I'll push back against him all the time. Um, Jason Tatum is 25. He's still ascending. But if you told me right now, oh, by the way, just for the Kevin Durant uh, fans out there, the last time they met head-to-head -head in the playoffs, Tatum and Durant, you guys remember what happened? Yeah, Tatum swept them. It was Brooklyn Nets' final year. It was, I think, and Rob can check me, KD and Kyrie, and Jalen Brown, Tatum, and company smoked them. It was an evisceration uh, four-game sweep. And then, of course, that was when Durant's like, I, I think I'm done here. Kyrie Irving, get, get me out of here. And it was the beginning of the end. Now, Durant, 
The last time I thought he was like transcendent and prime Kevin Durant, superstar, one of the top players in the league, was the year before that series against Milwaukee where the Bucs ended up beating him, ended up winning the title. Kevin Durant was unbelievable in that series. But since then, listen, the injuries are mounting. And if I'm having a draft, Jason, who, again, top five player in the NBA, best player, you want him on your team, force of the franchise, I just, I have Durant behind Tatum. So for now, for me, the guys I have, Tatum and Curry, Jokic, obviously. I'm going to have Giannis in there. You guys know I'm not the hugest Giannis fan of all time. Uh, they did get dumped, uh, dumped in the first round 4-1, uh, blowing two uh, fourth-quarter double-digit leads <laughs> in the last two games. Bad. Um, but you can't judge a player by just two games, just as the Tatum 50-point Game 7 isn't at the end-all, be-all. But again, and a Game 7 elimination game is massive for Curry and Tatum. That's a huge win. Um by the way, where was Kevin Durant in the Denver Game 6? At home, no less. He wasn't doing anything. He had an awful first half, and they lose by 50. Um, and then the last guy I have, which I'm sure people will not like, is Luka Doncic, because I don't believe anyone in the league makes their teammates better than Luka. Jokic has risen up, and I think he's number two now. Um, LeBron was number two for a while in terms of making your teammates better. Um Luka Doncic, I know they didn't make the playoffs, and I'll take a big fat L on that one. I'll blame Kyrie for that, obviously. But if you're just talking about best players in the league, top five, those are my five. Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Curry, Tatum. Right on the outside would be Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant. I would put Kevin Durant ahead of Embiid. But Rob, I guess my big question is, first of all, to, to spend your weekend jumping into a Twitter spaces, arguing with essentially randoms from around the country, what are you trying to do, Kevin Durant? Are you trying to sway the masses? Because it's it's not going to work. You can't win against these. You're fighting a losing battle. It's like when Kyrie Irving said he was going to play the guy who rates pizzas on Barstool one-on-one. Like, there's zero win for Ke- Kyrie Irving. You win 21 nothing. Okay, you were supposed to. You know, you win 21 to two. Oh, that guy scored on you? Like, there's a zero win. Kevin Durant can win nothing by going on an internet spaces place and, and arguing with people about who's top five. You know, we're at a stage, Rob, in America where we can't change people's minds. Uh, I think politics has crept into sports a little bit and people are hunkered down in their camp. Michael Jordan's the best player in the league. He's the best player of all time. That's the guy. Well, what about this, that, and that from LeBron James? Well, no, no, Michael Jordan's still number one. Really? What about this knock on Jordan and this knock and this knock? No, no, Jordan's still. Like, people just don't want to hear it. They're like, I'm in this tribe or I'm in this tribe. And when it comes to Kevin Durant, I feel like he's kind of a man without a tribe because he's bounced around the league, which some of which I've defended, and because he's admitted I'm not a leader and because he beefs with people on the internet. I, I just don't know where he's going with this, Rob. Like, what is the end game? And, and it, frankly, it's a little bit sad. Kevin Durant, Rob, is turning 35 in September. Like, he ain't getting better. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's funny when you put in that perspective because I'll be turning 35 in August. Oh, so wow, to exciting. think that Kevin Durant and I are the same age, you would never know based on our career successes and anything like that. But I'm, I feel, my wife says I'm on Twitter too much, right? I'm on my phone too much, like five hours a day. That's part of and, my job. Yeah, and that's how it's part of my job. And even then, I feel like, well, I'm distracted by the, the misses, stuff at home, um, you know, having a little girl makes a big deal, you know, a lot of things. And she says, I'm on it too much. So I can only imagine if I didn't have those other commitments to keep me busy, I, you know, would I be Kevin Durant? Would I be reading all the comments and, and, you know, feeling the urge to respond? The only thing that I will defend, Katie, if you want to call it defending, is he's always been like this. Right. Like this isn't a new thing where it's just ever since he got to Phoenix or ever since he got to Brooklyn that he's started to, you know, engage the trolls, the unwashed masses, as you call them. This is just who he is. Right. And he's said it, you know, numerous times that he enjoys the discourse or the debate or the back and forth of people. I personally don't understand why, you know, just from a, a bird's eye view situation, but as long as it doesn't impact him in his day job, which is playing in the NBA, then 
I guess you're free to do whatever you want. It's just to your point, I don't see what he's trying to gain from engaging like this. Yeah. Is there is is there any world where Michael Jordan is in the comment section debating his greatness? That's just that's not something that would happen. Now, I will defend KD on one part. Um, it seems that what really irks Kevin Durant is the narrative about rings. And if you don't have a ring or you don't have many rings, like you're a loser. And I think that's real weird. Now, Rob, I don't totally get this. In the NFL, Dan Marino doesn't have a ring. He went to the Super Bowl, I think in year two, never got back, did not get a ring. He's considered one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the sport. Uh, He's considered better than Ben Roethlisberger, who has zero rings. He's considered better than Troy Aikman, who has three rings. He's considered better than... um, I don't know if he's, if he's considered better than Rodgers, but basically Dan Marino is considered one of the top five all-time quarterbacks, and he has no rings. In the NBA, nobody without a ring is sniffing the top 10. You're just not. You're just not getting up there. And I've tried to think about why this is. And again, football I know is 11 on offense, 11 on defense, and then you got special teams. And in the NBA, it's really just five and five. So Dan Marino, a lot of it was out of his control. And somebody, when I talked about the Dan Marino stuff earlier, uh, like months ago, somebody sent me the DVOA defense for the Miami Dolphins during the Dan Marino tenure. And basically he had garbage defenses, like bottom bottom 12 in the league, 20 to 32 for almost his entire career. So like he was like fighting with one arm tied behind his back and There isn't really an equivalent in the NBA unless you say the front office, um, which LeBron ran into in Cleveland his first time around. But I guess that would be the only argument why um, not having a ring in the NFL is not as cumbersome as it is in the NBA. And I guess, you know, NBA, listen, it's if you're one of the top five players in the league, a number one, as I like to say, then you should be getting rings. Um, you know, we could go into Charles Barkley not having a ring and uh, Tracy McGrady not having a ring and uh, Patrick Ewing not having a ring. Some of my, my guys that I like. I love me some T-Mac back in the day. Um, but the problem is, is Kevin Durant has two rings. So him pushing back against rings culture, I know people say, well, he was on a stacked team. Well, okay, who has a ring that wasn't on a loaded team? Any team essentially this century looks like they were loaded. Like, what did Kobe do without Shaq? Nothing. And then Pau Gasol shows up, and all of a sudden the Lakers are winning more titles. And it's like, well, who was Pau Gasol? Well, Pau Gasol was really good in Memphis. Well, he wasn't an all-NBA guy. No, because he was in Memphis, and he was the man. So then he became number two to Kobe, and it was like, oh, these two together are a major tandem. And it's like, okay, well, let me try that with Kevin Durant. Well, Rob, he uh, had Russ and Harden, and they got to the finals, and the GM traded... Harden, and then KD and Russ got pretty far. They made some runs, um, didn't get back to the finals. Then KD had Kyrie Irving. Then KD had James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Then KD had uh, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, I don't, although I don't know how many games they actually played together. And then KD had Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And it's like, oh, he's had a lot of teammates. What's why? Why is he not have as many titles as some of the other guys? And that's where KD's title argument falls apart, Rob. Now we've done fifteen rounds on this before. Uh, I'm not a believer that championships are the end all, be all. 
um, you know, Brady is the GOAT in the NFL, not just because of the rings, but he played forever and was just utterly dominant. I mean, he had like, what, three Super Bowl comeback victories? Although, as a big favorite, he did lose twice to the Giants. Um, I don't know. I, I don't love the rings argument, but KD, it doesn't really apply to him, so I don't know why he even brings it up. Does that make, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and I think you're getting to a bigger conversation with Kevin Durant because I believe I I, I think even to two years ago I think I may have said it on this podcast and and got some blowback from you and and you know the the unwashed masses in the comments section, but I think it was during that Milwaukee Net series when I said that Kevin Durant for my money is a top ten player all time, and that was based on his skills and his his you know. There's no flaw in his game. You could really point out he's just, he's a freak. He's awesome. He's one of the most talented basketball players I think we've ever seen, regardless of position. Sure. I think he's that good. And I think Kevin Durant likes to focus on that aspect of it because you really can't point out flaws in his game. Like there's really nothing he can't do. What you can point out though, and this is what separates the elites of the elites in NBA history is all of those guys that you mentioned won leading teams to championships. You know, pick your favorite guy in the top 10. If it's Jordan, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, Kobe, Duncan, Shaq, whoever, Steph. You know, Steph's your guy. You have in the top 10. I don't, but you do. The, the thing that separates them and other guys is that they were able to, to be the captain of the ship on teams that won championships. And that, like it or not, is going to be the separation between two players who are similar in skill sets. I'll give you an example. There was a long stretch of time, people don't remember this, but there was a good three or four year window where it was a legitimate debate, who's better, Kobe or T-Mac? Tracy McGrady, I don't think ever got out of the first round until he got to San Antonio yeah. and he was kind of ring chasing there at the end. And that's but the difference. That's up. You know that. that. Yeah, but that's the difference between Kobe being a top five-ish player in NBA history and Tracy McGrady, like it's debatable whether or not he deserved to get in the Hall of Fame. If you just looked at their skill sets, Tracy McGrady could do basically everything that Kobe could do. He just he was bigger. He was like two inches taller, and he could, but he could score just as well. He could pass just as well. He maybe not as good of a defender, but he was probably a, a I think, a more creative creator, like as far as running the show when Kobe was. But those intangibles, those things that you can't quantify, those things that don't show up in a stat sheet, the things that happen behind closed doors in the locker room on the sidelines, that's what separates the great talents from the all-time great players. And Kevin Durant, as great as he is as a talent, the knock on him is going to be he's never been the guy to lead a group of, of players to a championship, even though he was the best well, player with the Warriors, in my yeah. opinion. It, it was viewed as Steph's that, team, not his. One. He was the finals MVP twice. Like They lost the year before he got there. Um and then he shows up and he's the finals MVP twice. Like it's tough to say he didn't lead them. I don't like what, like then you get into like who's leading the huddle and blah, blah, blah. Right. But to point out, it's interesting. You said that Nets Bucks series. So KD averaged and he was unbelievable in the series. He was 32 years old. He averaged 35, 10, 5, 
Um, shot 49%, 35% from three. He had a couple games that were just unbelievable. Ultimately, what hurt him in this seven-game series was Kyrie Irving played four of the seven games. James Harden played four of the seven games. Like, he was by himself, all alone, and he, you know, it's not fair. Um, it's interesting. I guess if you're looking to sum it up, it, it, to put this politely as possible, Kevin Durant needs to get a life. He does. He needs to go out and have fun and forget about what the jabronis are saying on social media. Kevin Durant, get a life. You think you're helping your cause by debating this with random dudes on the internet? You're hurting it. That's what you're doing. Michael Jordan doesn't jump in the comment section, okay? Steph Curry doesn't give a rat's ass what these guys on the internet are saying about whether or not he's a top 10 guy or not. Kevin Durant, let your resume speak for itself. You've got a phenomenal resume. You won in the Olympics. You won in the NBA. You finals MVP, NBA MVP. I mean, you're one of the seminal 15 guys in the history of the sport. Why are you debating it with a bunch of knuckleheads on the internet? This is a no-win situation. KD, why don't you go out and focus on what you can control, which is basketball, working with Devin Booker, working with the new coach, working with Bradley Beal. Like, you got a lot on your plate, man. The last thing on your mind should be whether or not you're a top five player. You know what you can do to shut these guys up? Go out and get to the finals and win the damn thing. Then nobody's going to talk about you. Is he a top five player? Then you know what the discussion will be, obviously. Right, Rob? Well, whose team is it? Bradley Beal or Kevin Durant? Is that next? Is that what's next? Because that's coming. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess the difference is that... um you know, the Phoenix versus the Golden State is because Golden State had already won before. It was always going to be viewed as Steph's team. Uh, Phoenix, their best season ever was losing 4-2, right, to Mem- to Milwaukee in the finals. So in that regard, maybe Kevin Durant gets a pass they wouldn't have ordinarily gotten because he could be seen as the guy who got them over the hump when they had never gotten there before. That's fair. Uh, I should point out as we wrap up this topic, Devin Booker was kind of Kyrie before Chris Paul showed up. They didn't win anything. Now, they did win more than like 30 games, but they didn't win anything of consequence. Then Chris Paul shows up, and now they're winning, and they're in the finals. Now, Chris Paul's gone. I, I know it's Devin Booker's team, and Bradley Beal's got to find his way in, but at some point, Kevin Durant's going to have to be like, yo, I, I-, I want this title. He's going to have to step him up and be a leader. I know he said it's not him, but... Uh, at some point, you've got to be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob, I quickly want to touch on this. We had mentioned it last week after the draft that there was this weird story percolating about how on Thursday morning, like, I don't know, eight hours before the draft or whatever, Shams Sharania put out a tweet saying there is serious momentum toward Scoot Henderson going number two to Charlotte. And ESPN did not touch it. It was just a Shams report. Of course, number two pick comes up, it's Brandon Miller, and then the Woj tweet about how um, all along it was Brandon Miller. There was no doubt about it. And a lot of people pointed out, well, wait a minute. As soon as Shams tweeted that, a bunch of the gambling odds shifted. Well, Shams is employed by FanDuel. They pay him money. I'm not nefarious enough to think that there was something between those two in terms of this report. It was probably more likely, hey, Shams, uh, it's Joe over here in Charlotte. Can you do me a solid? Um, we're trying to just see if we can get any trade bait out. Uh, we're wondering maybe if we can get Zion, maybe we can get somebody. We're really looking at Scoot at number two, you know? But they weren't really looking. They were just putting that out there as like a flag. Like, if anybody wants the number two pick, hey, it's possible. And Shams took the bait, maybe doing a favor for one of his guys. And then the gambling odds shifted. So the Wall Street Journal picked up the story. And the Wall Street Journal was able to find some random dude who said, I trust Shams. He's so good. I put $500 on it. I called my sister and my girlfriend's brother, whoever it was, and I told them to bet on this because Shams is a sure thing. And they lost a ton of money. And Rob, when we start talking about the Wall Street Journal writing about this, I don't necessarily think this story is going to go away. No, it, it's definitely not. This, this, we are in a seminal moment in sports as it relates to the relationship between 
the actual on-field, on-court product, and the gambling space. The minute we started having sports books inside NFL stadiums, we're in an uneasy place because all of these relationships are so incestuous that it's very difficult for people to separate the actual integrity of the sport and the news information or entertainment aspect of it. So Sham Sharanya, who does a great job, I wish we could get him on the show one time, but he doesn't for whatever reason, uh, is one of the best newsbreakers in sports, period. Not even just NBA, just period. And is it his fault that he also works for FanDuel and that him doing his job, you know, as reporting whatever he's hearing, whatever he's being told, leads to a shift in the gambling markets? I don't think that's his fault. But unfortunately, that's going to be the situation moving forward. Like, if the Washington Commanders put out a injury report that says downgrades a guy to questionable two hours before kickoff, and it leads to some kind of action in fantasy football or at the betting markets or whatever, and the guy ends up playing, it's like, well, is that there? You know, like what what do they do wrong? They're doing what they've always done. Shams is doing what he's always done. It just so happens now that because he works for FanDuel, that's considered a problem. Man. And it's just a weird time to be alive right now, I think, in sports. Well, you you probably remember last draft. Everybody had Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith going number one to Orlando. Or Historically, Orlando had drafted long wings. The wingspan was huge. Everyone and every reporter had Jabari Smith going one. And then people were looking at it like, wait a minute, Paolo Bancaro is better. And... A lot of people bet Paolo Bancaro despite what the reporters were saying. And a lot of people cleaned up and won like good six-figure sums off of Paolo Bancaro going first. Sportsbook got their clock cleaned at the 2022 NBA draft. I'm not saying that they want to pay back, but I-, I crunched some of the numbers quickly. You guys know how many states gambling is legal in mo- over half the country. And, you know, you look at the populations of those states, all you needed was 15,000 people across 20-some-odd states betting 50 bucks on who's going one or, or, or thereabouts. And you, you've got a near seven-figure swing to the sports books. So these reporters, I, I know they're in a spot, and some of them are paid by gamblers, some are not, or gambling companies, and some are not, but we're in a position now where that stuff's going to be heavily scrutinized when you've got reporters. Now, there's a difference between an opinion guy versus a reporter. I'm not out there reporting what front offices are doing. I'm having takes and opinions, my hot, scorching takes, my straight fire takes. Um, And yes, I will give gambling advice on games and events, but I'm not using my insider tag and then being paid by gambling companies. As of now, I'm not paid by a gambling company. That could change. Um, but at the same time, like I think this that the Wall Street Journal latched onto this. We're going to see some oversight for sure. Something new will come of it. All right, guys, that's a lengthy Monday pod. We'll be back the rest of the week, obviously, with podcasts leading into NBA free agency, NFL, who knows what. Maybe we'll dabble in college football. I don't know. Talk to you tomorrow. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.